0: Welcome everybody, welcome to The Legendarium Podcast and to the first of the final episodes <laughs> on, what's this thing called? The, the, first, first, law the first Law Trilogy. I can remember the individual books easier than I can remember the name of the series. The First Law Trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. Today we're talking about The Last Argument of Kings, part one. Okay, it is a two-part book. We'll t- split it up into the first half and the second half, just like we have for the last two books. So We're assuming you have read that far. We are not assuming that I have read that far. We'll get there in just a second. (laughs) I am Craig, your host, and over there on the couch, uh he's as cynical as Logan used to be. It's Ken. There we go. Ken Johnson.
1: Yeah, and I'm almost as good as I used to be.
0: Yeah. And Ryan is about as swashbuckling as Giselle post coronation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I think we've established that. But I did decide to be ultra peppy for our intro today because last time apparently I was a real downer, you guys. So <laughs> Did it
1: set the tone? Apparently. We're trying to set a different tone. We're
0: setting a different tone, okay? Like we're perking up. Turning a new page. We're so excited to read the first a first blade, first first law, the first, first law, law trilogy. <laughs> I know what it's called, okay? I've <laughs> I'm totally reading these. Okay, so before we get started, uh, thelegendarium.com I, has all of the things that I'm always bugging you guys about, but it also has something else, which is um, apparently people don't know this. There is a calendar at thelegendarium.com on the front page. If you wanna know what's coming up, you wanna read along, you just wanna see what what we have going on in the next, uh, I think it goes out for about two months usually. Uh, that calendar is there. I as I understand it, it doesn't load up uh, totally properly all the time. (laughs) And so we're looking for a better plugin. We'll find something, but regardless, there is something there um, with the the Google calendar for our releases. So uh, check that out at thelegendarium.com plus Discord and Patreon and all that stuff. Okay, guys, um, I haven't read the entirety of part one and I'm okay with that for today's episode. I have read through a certain point.
2: You're. Fairly close, though, from what you were saying. Okay. Fairly. real. Fairly. I, I
0: think I've got, yeah, I think I've got like eight chapters left in part one or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Fortunately, um,
1: nothing happens in those eight chapters. That's not true.
0: <laughs> so, that's not true. So uh, basically, I'm, I'm only mentioning this because Ken is going to give us a recap and it's going to spoil a few things for me, but that is fine. We're not spoiling the end of the book. We're just spoiling the end of this part. And frankly, I need some motivation to keep going. Uh, so... You know maybe if i if i get a little hint of things to come that'll help me out uh so ken do you you want to recap this for us i
1: do and if i spoil it for the listener then well you only have yourself to blame too so if i compared the last book to the last jedi which i did and then this one is the rise of skywalker and how (laughs) ryan's already
0: screaming at me into that mic.
1: i'm sorry let me (laughs) let me back that off This is The Rise of Skywalker. Remember how we wondered how the Fellowship of the Box was going to get back to the action? No problem. Just hit the rewind button, put them where they should have been all along, and pretend like movie eight never happened, or book two in this case, at least for them. It takes the equivalent of about two minutes for the Fellowship to decide. May as well go home, and then just time passes their way there. Logan's back with the Barbarians fighting in the north, and boy, howdy, does he fight with the Barbarians in the north? He uh, re uh, I, I didn't write this part down, but he reunites with his old crew. That's a little bit of fun. And then he just mows down Beth men. And then he starts mowing down his own men. Because we cannot have anything nice <laughs> in this world. That's just the way it is. What happens when the we can in this world.
0: That, that's the oh. nice thing about our world, Ken. In first law nice world, things happen.
1: In, in Abercrombie land, we cannot have nice things. So he <laughs> mows down the nicest guy in the world and then a little kid. And then we move on. You know who else is ready to forget the lessons of the last book? Giselle. Yeah, the hard-learned changed man lessons of book two last about as long as a three-day-long date with Artie West before he's whisked away to play pawn in the machinations of old men. He's promoted, quells the most staged uprising in history, and he finds himself comfortable... comfortable, He finds comfort... (laughs) I can read comfort in the reflected glory of falsely attributed deeds. Just like always, it serves him really well when the consequences of regicide and good old fashioned grooming scoop him up and make him King Giselle the first. It's a move bias has been planning for decades in behind uh, behind the scenes while old I,
0: men bicker. I'm just waiting for Ken to to land an okay groomer like hashtag in <laughs> the middle of our in the middle of our episode. Tried, like, I tried right here. Dang it, here.
1: Ken. I also tried to land a Mount Artie West uh, line in there, but it didn't work, so. <laughs> Meanwhile, superior voice of reason, Glockter, is trying to get literally anyone to listen to him when he tells him the Gurkhas are coming, and they're going to literally eat their way through Adjua. It's also, uh, gonna try. He's also going to try to be Artie's rebound boyfriend now that King Giselle has taken up a bride, and Artie, for some reason, didn't find being the royal mistress to be an enticing offer. Imagine that. Wait, uh,
0: who's going who's to try to be her rebound? He wants nice. to be a
1: rebound boyfriend. Best so. of luck to you. Yeah, good luck. We didn't even touch on Colin West becoming the new High Marshal, which is awesome. Owen oh, Farrell gets Rose Ticoed right back to the background. No reason for her to go north, fight barbarians with Logan. What would what would that uh, solve?
2: She gets whated? Rose Tico. Rose, Rose Tico. Oh, Rose
0: Tyco? Ty- Tycho? Yes. Tico. Tyco? Is that, oh, is it Tico? She's I don't the know. she's the Asian girl from eight, right? Yes. Uh, episode eight. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't.
1: Who's built up to be something important, and right. then she's yeah
0: yeah that was a thing yeah anyway let's not even get into finn shall we (laughs) right okay
1: i don't even know who the finn is in this movie but my (laughs) my point is pharaoh i'm sure becomes important in part two but in part one not so much so uh are we gonna hold logan accountable for rage cutting down a kid or nah who would win a duel between logan and finris the feared because you know we're gonna see that in part two it was foreshadowed come on that was the easiest foreshadow ever
0: you'll you'll see. Could, could, will you
1: you'll bring see.
2: will you
0: bring that one up again later, the uh-huh. foreshadowing with the feared okay, yeah that'd be great so
1: and man that siege
0: seven mm-hmm. day
1: siege you got some stuff to read Craig. okay it is all good, right.
0: so yeah, apparently I've got a few chapters until the end of part one, and yeah. uh okay, so, so some things happen that that sounds great yeah, so there you go. I mean things have happened up to this point i to let people know I got uh maybe a chapter or two past uh Giselle's uh, Coronation. coronation coronation, his elevation uh, as king so that's that's where i'm at i've got a, a few things uh, left to read in part one apparently so mm. that's fine by me the king
1: is the pawn um
0: so can can bring up your questions again you usually have some questions right um, what, what did you want to talk about
1: i wanted to know if we uh, if logan is going to be held responsible for cutting down oh, okay. his own men and a little kid I wanted to know if uh, that battle between Fenris and Logan, if it's going to be as epic as it's leading up to be, because I expect <laughs> it will be. Okay. And uh, that's really all I got.
0: As, as the for... Seed, does it,
1: well, then the seed, does it actually just like magically show up
0: of convenience? Because... The seed.
1: Yeah, that they went all the way across the world to get, only to find no seed and just oh, the seed. magically
0: come home. Yeah, you kept saying it. siege
1: seed with a D, okay. I got a voice thing going on today. I'm apparently. sorry. Yeah, is no, it's did. all
0: good. Um, okay, so uh, I haven't gotten to that part, but Ken, when you came in the door, you were like, Craig, you were right uh, about Logan. <gasps> oh, yeah. Um, and as, so I haven't actually gotten there yet, but apparently Logan is like a Jekyll and Hyde situation, yeah. right? So okay. he, he
1: totally, totally Mr. Hides himself in the middle of the, at the end of the siege and mows down now, everybody. Now,
0: when you say siege... Do you mean siege or like, seed? He's in the middle like of the a little, seed, like a literal siege. Oh, okay, with a G. Yes,
2: yes. the Northmen siege. are under siege, trying to create a, <laughs> a trap for Bethod, and they are getting screwed over in that because the High Marshal dies. Right, yeah. and, right and, they're,
0: and they can't move forward. They're not and allowed to. And the two generals like,
2: we're not going to move till we know who's in charge. Right. And so. Right. right. So the the, uh, the poorly timed
1: death of the High Marshal leads them to have a seven day siege.
0: <laughs> at a wall i am going to bug you about this There's, i'm gonna give it for you you know i'm always looking for new t-shirt ideas and this could be one where you have like seed you crossed out and siege under it, like, I, like okay, it. I, like I
2: like it i like it let's do it um, just find the g <laughs> i
0: so here's a, a question i have um is i, I did see the death of lord Marshal burr yes burr okay i saw the death of the lord Marshal. marshall and so far nothing has been made of that and i was or i think we were actually talking about it last time like dude had to have been poisoned or something like <laughs> he's he's coughing up blood and and like mm-hmm. this is all yeah. happening at a ha- happening at a very inopportune moment uh i mean not if you're uh callum west apparently but uh right um, but right I'm uh, i'm afraid to ask you this question by the end of part one do we have any indication that there was foul play involved with the no. Lord Marshal? No. No. But
1: I still maintain that there was something, the witch, Bethod's witch, cursed him or something. There's got to be something. You got it. That how boring if he's right. just sick and dies,
0: you know. Okay.
1: Am
2: I uh, Should I be prepared to be disappointed? No, I I feel like we're far enough along that I can say this now. There is very little that occurs in in these stories. That wasn't planned at some point or wasn't specifically set up set up yeah that so that's what I figured. part of the enjoyment of the reread is going back and seeing the setup of things as they occur like oh man you actually this was clear back in book one you've got this going on this is like it's he does a really good job in terms of knocking down the dominoes in the order he sets them up in but it just feels like you're spending a lot of time like Getting getting, there, to, getting, getting to the dominoes. Well, and we already start to see that when Giselle is named king,
1: he's like, "Well, I don't look like my brothers. The king mistook me for one of his kids." <laughs> I, um, th- there were a couple of things yeah, yeah, that yeah. They, they said were put in place,
0: you know. Which yeah, it's uh, it's been like back in hindsight, when you get you know, to you, can, uh, yeah. you get to when Sherlock Holmes uh, tells you about how he figured it out, and yeah. you get to see all the the clues that you missed as yeah. you read. Um, yeah, it's a bit like that. Yeah, I'm okay. seeing the dots but connect now. If
2: this is specifically now that we've got Giselle as the king, and that whole thing thing has been revealed, going back to the their quest out to find the seed and come back, you go back and you think about all the conversations that are had between he and Baez and oh, he Giselle, and Logan, yeah, Giselle and Baez, yeah, yeah, Giselle and Baez, and and Giselle and Logan, and. Specifically with Baez, you can tell. You look at it; you can tell that he has been preparing him for this position that that he's going to put him in. Would you say grooming him? (laughs) Yes, I would say that. (laughs) You can tell that he's he's got that sort of way. So a lot of that journey that feels like they're just talking and you know giving exposition to the history that we haven't experienced so far. um, There's there's more meat to it there when you get this is the payoff yeah no. um yeah i think there's a really good conversation also between glockta and pharaoh yes she yeah. finds out that he's following he's trying to figure out what's going on with bias and so he sends um severard. severard to follow her and she catches him and beats the crap out of him <laughs> which is awesome and then she goes and she <laughs> she beats, beats the, the crap, crap out, out of glockta. glockta yeah and then the two of them sit down like no i they connect over the fact that they've both been screwed over by the Gurkish and everything. No. Like, okay, yeah, you get answers, I get answers, and they just talk through the whole thing. She's like, "I, Baez is screwing you over. He's going to take you to war, most likely. Giselle's going to end up getting you, and it's like, this is this is a terrible setup for you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is some good, some good stuff that's paying off from our prior setups. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, may I talk about Giselle for a moment? Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to have a lot to say about this book and these books really, I mean, I already have said a lot that will make people think I am hating reading them. That isn't quite the case. (laughs) I have have plenty of complaints, plenty, and I'm sure we'll get there, but uh, there are very interesting moments, um, some interesting, uh, I I want, yeah, interesting characters is fair to say. Um, And Giselle is one of them where, my question with Giselle now moving forward is, uh, okay, now he's the king. Will he have internalized any of the lessons? You know, and it's a question of like, can you overcome your nature as a person? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or or can you only ever like soften your rough edges? Does that make sense? Like, can you actually change who you are Mm -hmm. as an adult? And you know, he's a young man, but he is an adult, right? So he's kind of got his personality set. But he, after the injury in book two, um, he seems to be a little more open, a little more humble, and ready to to take in instruction from both Baez and uh, Logan, like you guys said. And now, so after he uh, after he becomes king, he has his first closed council meeting, mm-hmm. and in the closed council meeting, he's getting drunk, he's getting bored they're ignoring him they're treating him the way that you would expect them to treat this young pawn of a king right yeah. and then he he loses his temper yeah throws throws an ink bottle cracks a guy over the skull with a, uh, a beer bottle or something yeah. i whatever yeah. a wine bottle um and it, you know is like no i don't care what you say callum west is going to be my high marshal lord marshal whatever mm-hmm. um and it was a moment as he was doing that. He's screaming like, "You all belong to me, me!" And it made me wonder. Okay, so he's gotten some lessons from Baez and from Logan. Can he internalize them? Can he change who he is, or is he just going to be a spoiled piece of garbage for the rest of this book? Um, and you know, and bring the country to ruin, right? Boy, would that be in keeping for these books. <laughs> so that would be my prediction. If, if somebody asked me to predict, my prediction will be, no, those lessons did not land. They were for you, dear reader. <laughs> uh, not for Giselle. Uh, what's his name? Giselle? Dan, Dan Luther. Dan Luther. So
2: anyway. So I think it's interesting like you, as you bring that up because Giselle has a couple moments, one specifically that I'm thinking of uh, earlier on in the book that showcases a change like his change uh, i feel like that he absolutely has changed but the big one of the biggest problems that he runs into is that every time he does something good and and showcases the change it's then utilized to uh, to make his story bigger to like bias takes it enters because i'm thinking specifically they've returned to Adua, and there's a handful of men uh, who are beating a prostitute or something—I can't remember exactly—that and something cheerful, something yeah, like very that. first lawy. Right. And he he steps in. Oh, that's draws right. His yeah, steals, get back to town, yeah. And it's just—it's one of those things that it was just his natural reaction to draw steals and to defend in the moment. He wasn't forced <laughs> to do it.
0: Did did anybody else just flash back to our first D and D experience when Ryan? Or what was it Ryan? Ryan said, "I draw steel." I draw. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I've always wanted to say that. Oh no, it might have been Ken. Honestly, yeah, I, yeah, I think I that was Ken. Was it me? I don't and know. Said, I draw, I draw steel. steel. I draw steel. Sorry, go on. We should go back and uh, listen. Everybody, everybody, if you haven't listened to it, it's got to be like episode fifty, Something, circa yeah. episode fifty. The first time Ryan and I, Ryan and I, ever played D and D. Go listen to it. It's such a fun episode. It so was a a 2016
2: night. or something like that. Mm.
0: Uh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Ryan, go on with your
2: point. Anyway, but so Giselle takes in like naturally, he steps in, he starts defending. And the thing is, is it just because of his natural response to it, it kind of looks like he has internalized some of those lessons. But then immediately at the end of that, Bia starts saying, His name is Giselle Dan right. Luthar, and he also did this and this. And the problem that Giselle has is he starts drinking the Kool-Aid that Bias keeps pouring. Yeah, right. And he starts believing believing that he does deserve that all this. That I do deserve he starts this. Starts believing yeah. his own ink. And that's why I think that's one of Giselle's biggest problems is his story is interesting to watch and it's because it's a it's a it's a changing of ego and understanding of yourself and how often he fluctuates between the two because it's it's apparent in his views of himself in you know back in the 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 uh, not the championship, what's the... The tournament. The contest. Tournament. The, contest. Contest. the contest. You know, his, his views on the contest, you know, actually taking it seriously and trying and training, mm-hmm. and then his relationship with Audi, which kind of in this story really comes to a, a big uh, finish. I really don't... <laughs> I was, <laughs> keep keep, really keep yeah. digging. Keep digging. <laughs> I keep was trying to figure out how Would to you say to... it's
0: explosive? <laughs> Civil. Was it like a was was the ending of their relationship like a sneeze but better? Would you say
2: their relationship climaxes? <laughs> exactly. It comes to a head. Um, <laughs> there's just no way to avoid the innuendo here, so we'll just dive straight in.
0: <laughs> would you say plunge? <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, yes. Anyway, um, but the, I think it's just it. I want eight more jokes. <laughs> I want them now. I'm sorry, I, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't give it to you. <laughs> I'm
0: not in the mood.
1: It takes time to refresh those jokes. Uh, yeah, I need, need about thirty,
2: need about 30 15 minutes, minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just <laughs> anyway.
1: Can't just expect me to come up with a joke.
2: Uh, mm. but so the relation, his relationship with Artie, he's been planning this whole like. He kind of comes to a point where you feel like he's becoming a good man in the sense if I use that term in quotes and very lightly in the sense that I'm going to marry her. I don't care that she's a commoner. I don't like, this is love. And you're like, yes, you're you're doing the right thing in terms of, you know, you've promised this woman that you're gonna marry her. You're gonna just, you're gonna fulfill your word. And then he has one afternoon where he becomes king and then he's like, not doing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, not that they would have let him anyway, but. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I understand the the challenge or whatever. And Baez's response is like, "Well, make her your mistress." You know, kings com- right, frequently right. have consort, and he's like, "Oh well." And the way that J- work. Abercrombie writes that, he specifically uh, there's a specific line at the end of that paragraph piece where he goes, and it was like, and that was the end of that conversation or that thought. Right. And he's like, "Oh well, yeah, exactly, perfectly. She'll be just fine being a king's consort, being right. a, like this." And when he talks to her about it, she's like, "So you want me to be your whore?" And like, it just all falls apart. I. I really would love I don't know with who or how whatever, but to, I, the conversation of that relationship, Artie and Giselle from beginning to end, and especially the final like the, the things that happen in this book and their relationship and I seeing all the weird things about it and the power dynamics and the you know, the toxicity and the problems and i I don't know. I find it fascinating and i I think it would be something that with the right group having a good conversation you could have a good conversation around that i don't know that i know how to facilitate that conversation i right. know that we're the people to have that conversation yeah I don't. clearly we just made 2 minutes of sex jokes right before so we
0: that's about all we could you know come up with
2: hey, it's a minute and a half longer than i needed <laughs> i was so. going to say a minute 40 <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah. making love for 2 <laughs> minutes uh, okay Business. i i will say it's notable so far in my reading that uh, that there are no th- there are not many romantic relationships in these books mm-hmm. um, and what we see is always dysfunctional and uh, uncommunicative as far as these relationships go very very poor relationships. but then that also extends to like the friendships as well. Um, even what we would assume to be, Pretty strong friendships are not, you know, not mm. not very uh, mature by our modern lights. Transactional, right. shall we say? So I'm thinking also, and I'm going to switch gears here. So we, obviously we have Giselle and uh, and Artie, uh, but then also when Logan shows up and reunites with mm. the the group, the the, Dog or, North, the, the Northmen. Group. Yeah. Um, uh, it's been built up. They're always thinking about each other, him and the group. Um, and, and so you've been built up to wait for this reunion and oh my gosh, Chief, you're you're back. This is amazing. And we thought you were dead. And you get a little taste of that, but then it's almost immediately undercut by suspicion, jealousy, um, you know, misunderstandings where these people, and I mean, you can understand why in their case, but they, they don't display a lot of like mature emotion toward each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you, like I say, this is understandable. But my point just being like, of all the relationships in all of these books, that might be one where you might expect some <laughs> decency or maturity or something. And we don't get any of that. And I think that's uh, it's among the many things that's just dragging on me in these books is that we don't, you know, I, I could understand uh, complaints if that were flipped. If everything were perfect all the time and everybody communicated really well, um, you know, people might say, hey, you know, this isn't very true to life. Yeah. You know, pe- people aren't this mature. People aren't this communicative. It um, makes for a
1: boring story. If no well, conflict. right. So.
0: But, it, but I kind of have the opposite complaint where it's like, look, in real life, not everybody is this awful all the time. Mm. All the time. Nobody makes a right decision for a right reason ever for any reason at all. And it's, it, does that make sense? Like it's really starting to wear on me. Yeah. And yeah. the relationships are a good illustration of that.
2: See that there is a conversation. Um, Logan spends a couple paragraphs Kind of going over that. There's there's a uh, scene where he goes through and he talks to um, a couple of the other uh, the other named men in the group, mm-hmm. and they all have their kind of come in terms of sorry we didn't look for you. I didn't expect you to look for me. Yeah, they, they have yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have that conversation. But a little later on, he's kind of going through and he's thinking about all these the, about these men, and he comes to terms with the idea that you know I think honestly the dog man might be my only real friend if I could call them a friend mm. everyone else is still it's different he's the one one of the few people who understands me and the loneliness he ha- that he feels um, in the fact that his prior life has excluded right. him from being able to have friendships or anything because right. no one else no one's willing to take the risk with the bloody nine they're just not it's just not possible sure it's too right. dangerous um, and those who have followed him as they've they always follow Logan. Like a lot of times, they'll talk about they'll follow Nine Fingers. They don't follow the Bloody Nine quite the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that's I I think that that's Logan's story for me is wrapped around dealing with that loneliness and trying to find connection and and the only way he can get that is by being a better man than he was. But he keeps getting pulled into situations where he kind of has to fall back on being that man, on being the Bloody Nine. Right. Um, it's it, it's rough, but I, I think that Logan's, to your point about, like, no one communicates, no one's friends with me, I think that there is as close as something as can be in their scenario in between those people. But like you said, it's not,
0: it's, it's not... It's fleeting at best.
2: It's there. Yeah. And it's always connected to also, like, a character like Shivers. The... The Bloody Nine kills his... His father. His father and his brother. Oh, no, yeah. It was it was his, his brother. brother, yeah. And so he has this whole sequence during the siege.
0: But, but he didn't just kill him. It, like, he mutilated Yeah, him. yeah like, it was... He Bloody nine It was awful. So. awful.
2: That's yeah. the other thing. But there's a sequence in the siege where we've already had a couple of instances where Shivers is like, I would rather kill you than look at you. Uh, but they're being attacked, and he saves... Logan saves shivers and the two of them go back to back and they start fighting back to back. And you think, oh, well, maybe, maybe they'll work through this or whatever. And then we have the conversation afterwards where shivers is like, I don't, I don't want to thank you for saving my life because as Logan says, it's harder to lose, uh, it's harder to lose an enemy than a friend when you've had them for as long as you've had, you've had, Mm. um,
0: yeah, it's a bit like, um, a bit like how uh this is a bit of a stretch but it popped into my head when you're in a difficult situation like an abusive relationship to mm-hmm. go super dark um where it's like it's harder to leave than it is to stay because i i know what i'm in for if i mm-hmm. stay and i don't know what i'm in for if i leave where it's like if you have an enemy that is your life that is your world and you lose your enemy and you lose your purpose yeah uh it's i don't know like i said it's a stretch but something along those lines yeah
2: it kind of points to that in in that conversation with shivers to that it's i think it's also a bit of you know i don't think it's telling a lot but it's also a little bit of foreshadowing you know the fact that logan and beth odd like beth odd's still out there and he's a character we've got to deal with
0: do we though we we also needed to go pick up a seed and uh we saw how that turned out
2: so. well beth is at least there with his army so in the, far he, so in the
0: far background to me he's like sauron like yeah, oh, yeah sure there's this beth odd guy we don't like him
1: he's out there somewhere. even if he's 20 <laughs> feet away he's he's never on the page he's just yeah out there somewhere. which actually but,
0: to be to be fair <laughs> sorry for that was for all the letter kenny fans out there to be fair uh, I like that in yeah. a bad guy. That's what I was going to say. I, I, don't I actually mind that. don't mind this at all. Like having a kind of formless, shapeless terror over—it's always over the next rise. Like mm-hmm. that's—I think that's effective. So Better than having
1: I'm, him always monologuing and threatening and wait until this and you know
0: yeah. Wait until book three, exactly. right? Exactly, that's yeah. exactly right. Wait until book three. Only villains say such things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you guys when we were reading this board.
0: Villains. I was actually... Uh, uh, no, I'm going to wait till the end of the episode for that one. Okay. okay. I, I was going to go off on a wait-for-book-three discourse. Uh, but, you know, maybe we should uh, do some... Speaking of discord, maybe we should do some discord. Um,
1: the seed of discord. <laughs> uh,
0: so we've got a few things to note. Let's see. Um, uh, Chesky asked, it just keep in, keep hitting us with how you're feeling. So far as book three, pulling the weight of book one and two, I maybe we'll save that one. Let's save that one for a second. Yeah. Um, Little red book asks which character is most likable. Having said that, not a well written character or a character you appreciate. Who do you want to be friends with? Okay, this is actually it's a great question. Who do you like? You know, it's the old uh, it's the old thing about uh, like. The I oh yeah, I'd vote for him for president because I'd have a beer with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> like who do you want to <laughs> which is such BS by the way. Who do you <laughs> want to be friends with out of these these books?
1: Right. Um I gotta be honest, I love Logan. Love that. I and mean, he's he's built for the last two and a half books, he he is built to be the kind of character that I like. The the savage, temper, you know, brutal character who wants to change, who's coming around, who's got all this this wisdom and life experience that he's not necessarily proud of, but now he's trying to, he's trying to strike out and be a better man. And basically every little pearl of wisdom that he's given for two and a half books, I'm like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. You seem like a decent fellow, even though I know you're not. And then we get to see that he's really well, got the, the Mr. Hyde side, but they, his Jekyll side is, yeah, I just, I very much enjoy him. That being said, if I, if I had to pick like a friend, maybe probably call him West. Mm-kay. Is the least detestable. He's the he's the most like. Uh, aside from the whole, you know, beating your sister part. I you know, I, I wouldn't I want to would be actually, friends uh, with a sister beater. But well, you know.
0: yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Um, but I was going to go with Artie. Actually, uh, she's okay. as Ryan says, she's a bit of a lush. <laughs> a bit, as, <laughs> a bit. As you call her, but you know, if I'm looking for a friend, I'm not looking for a romantic partner. I'm not looking for whatever. Like who who do I want to hang out with and be friends with? She at least has a bit of wit um and fun in her so she she seems like somebody i could hang out with uh you know
2: (laughs) she'd be wild on a friday night
0: oh that's not what i mean
2: (laughs) i think though i think that's interesting because if you look at the two men in her life that she's three 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 well yeah
0: her color. brother Giselle and and Glockta. Glockta
2: um and what each of them values her for and values in her that that specific that friendship that ability to sit and talk about things she and Glockta have that because he feels he's too hideous and atrocious for romantic love, right? She feels that she's has no value as a human being other than to be a sex doll for men that right. she's interested in. Like that, because they don't come into that relationship with any uh, expectations of romance or anything like that, the two of them are able to build a relationship on sitting and talking about politics and sitting and talking about these other things. And so, I think the idea of that Artie could be a very good friend, a fantastic person to be able to sit. And have that connection with because you see her do it with Glockta. And I think Glockta is the same on the other hand, where it's like he doesn't, he's not looking for a lot out of a relationship because he doesn't feel like he has anything to give as a cripple who just is always in pain and everything. Um, and who's done a lot of bad stuff. And who's
1: been dealt a lot of bad hands. I mean, so give the, me that.
2: The, the challenge with wanting to be friends with anybody in this story is the other shoe that drops with any one of the characters. Yeah. I want to be friends with Logan. Yeah, but if he becomes the Bloody Nine around you, you're dead. I want to be friends with uh, you know Giselle. Well, he's also a bit of an idiot, and now King and there's no real like maybe there not be a lot there might not be a lot of depth there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, they they
1: all have a butt.
2: Yeah, so
1: oh, take it. Ken. Yep, I, I put it. I Ken? I put the butt out there just for oh. yeah. just for, just for you guys to see it. That's <sighs> but anyway, yes. But you but you know what I mean. They have positive feature this, positive feature that, but also negative feature this and that.
0: So tell me more about butts and negative features. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. You know, whose butt is not a negative. Fe- I don't have anything for that.
0: Okay. Right. So. Uh, no, it's uh, okay. So are, are, Ryan, are you saying that um, that Glockta and um, Artie are kind of two sides of the same coin in this in this question of who would you be friends with?
2: Yeah, Because I think my, my thoughts when I was going through everybody just rapidly on that they kind of feel like, well, maybe Artie or Glockta. You know, there's always the challenge that Glockta is, you know, I the, could end up problem, in his torture chair, but...
0: The problem with Glockta, I- exactly, is that he's too connected. And so if you're friends with him, you're going to get pulled into some stuff that will eventually land you in a chair you don't want to sit in. Yeah. yeah, Right. Uh, Artie, not so much. Yeah. Um, at least at this point in the story. So, yeah. uh, So she'd be my choice. Yeah, and there are some other potential characters. Maybe Dogman, he seems...
1: Dogman seems pretty
0: cool. It seems, seems reasonable, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. and he seem, seems concerned about... He doesn't He doesn't particularly like the life that, that he has been given, you know? Yeah. Like, he's very good at fighting. He's very good at, at the things that he does. He doesn't want to do that life, and he wants to... He doesn't want to kill people just to kill people, and he doesn't want to fight just to fight. He wants to... He recognizes the necessity, but he wants to be left alone to live a nice life of peace and let everybody else do that, too. Dogman seems like a decent fellow. He's Doesn't a a he also leader. have
0: his teeth filed down? Is he the one that has his teeth no, filed? No, that's points? Black Dow. That yeah. Okay, all right.
2: Black Dau is probably the last person <laughs> exactly. I want to <laughs> no. be exactly. friends with.
0: I would, yeah, I'd rather be friends with uh, uh, Baez than...
2: You, you know. didn't answer the question, though. Who would you... Um, like I said, I was leaning towards Artie or Glockta. Um, but when you say "oh, like from the Northmen," probably like that the crew of named men, like if you actually befriended them and were part of that crew, that's a tight crew. That would be a good mm-hmm. one. So Dogman would be a good one. Um, if I have to, <laughs> even have the, even to. the guy who loves this <laughs> series
0: is like, oh, I don't know, man.
2: <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, uh, I don't know who. There's plenty of people that I'm like, no, Just no say pass. No. Just say pass. Tol Duro would have been a good one. Yeah. But I would say, I think Dogman's the safe answer on that. Yeah. yeah. is probably the one that I would feel the most okay with being around and spending time with. Makes sense. Makes sense.
0: All right, let's 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 do, uh, it's actually along kind of the lines of what we've been talking about. So we'll see if there's anything <laughs> fresh that this brings up. But Dark Portents asks what do you think of each of the characters arcs so far who are you rooting for who are you rooting against has that changed as the series has gone on now uh i I think i've said my piece on giselle Mm uh as far as his arc you know is he going to internalize the lessons it would appear not that's where i'm planting my flag he will die a jackass uh Now, as for, let's see, so so other characters that we have POVs with. uh, We have Glockta. um, I like Glockta's Glockta's arc because it hasn't been, it's actually similar to Logan's, actually. Maybe we can talk about both of them in this way, uh, that they've both had an arc that is very slow, gradual, and believable. So, well, okay, so Logan is a freaking, Jekyll and Hyde situation. So maybe that's not so (laughs) common or believable. But at the same time, I think we can all understand the idea of like, uh, you know, I'm not not a good person or (laughs) I'm not as good a person as I would like to be. I wanna make some changes. And so both of those characters say that to themselves and they make changes, but they're not massive changes. It's not like yeah. they wake up one day and decide I'm going to be a different person. It's you know what what can I do in this situation to try to make a better choice than I might have yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and that is believable. So yeah. in in both of those cases, I like their arcs that way because it's not like like with Giselle, it's I got smashed in the face by uh, what was it a mace or something? Yeah, yeah. or a hammer. Hammer. Uh, I got smashed in the face. I'm and that was like the catalyst for me reconsidering my life where it was this, this one excruciating moment. So with both of the other two, with Logan and Galacta, they're both more believable that way. So I I enjoy their arcs a little bit more. Um, I don't believe that, that uh, Abercrombie's universe will care (laughs) that they're trying to be better people, but I like their arcs so far. Up through where I'm at in part one of this book. So what about you guys? And anybody else that I'm missing out on? We've talked about the three of them.
1: I'm trying to remember now. There's um, a,
0: who's the who's the uh, the the potential love interest for Logan? It's Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yeah. So there's Pharaoh. She's got a little bit of an arc. Baez, I'm not so sure about, but we don't really get him as a POV character. I'm trying
1: to remember who who I like, but Honestly, the more oh, d- Callum West. Callum West, but I I really still kind of a second. Hitting hitting a woman is is something that really If I, it it doesn't matter, you could be Saint Peter the whatever, you hit a woman, that is it, man.
0: I you know, um, I'm not just, su- I can I, I think I, I get where you're coming from, but yeah. I'm not sure I totally agree with you on this. Um it, as presented in the story, the thing he did was awful. Yeah. Let's let's not okay so I'm not yeah. trying to say that that wasn't <laughs> like, awful okay the, please so don't the camp uh, here don't is misunderstand pro hitting
2: women and not hitting women.
0: <laughs> Where do you fall But yeah. what what I am Sometimes saying
1: Sometimes a woman needs a sim back of the hand I'm just saying No
0: I am not saying that Ken. What I am saying is that uh, in his case he had a, a a moment of weakness that he should not have given into and we, we shouldn't excuse that away Right but does that define his entire character? And I don't think it does uh, because right. he immediately regretted it. Yeah, he you know he has thought about it since with regret, uh, you know, resolving not to do that or whatever. It, like we haven't seen him exhibit that behavior again. Um, and you know, this is a fictional character. He's yeah, not yeah, a real yeah. person. And yet, I'm inclined to say, you know, we should extend him whatever grace we can given that that was a horrible thing for him to do is sure. that fair okay is I'll, fair? Sti- I'll
1: stipulate the fairness of that
0: uh it's yeah. <laughs> so uh you know allowing him to be a be a flawed person sure who might be the only one in the book with a conscience yeah uh, <laughs> i think we well okay. well I mean, I, there might be one or two other consciences I think around here. There are here. varied
2: consciences. This the how how much attention is paid to them, right? And, yeah, and I don't, how strong Ryan, the moral compass pulls.
0: Ryan, do you have uh, thoughts on Column West hitting his sister a book or two ago?
2: Not as, st- as part
0: of. <laughs> I want you. I, I want me and Ken not to be the only <laughs> ones to get lit up on Discord. Yeah, coming.
2: This. <laughs> um. The main thing I have with with that is a desire to see him held accountable for, yeah, mm, mm, for the mm-hmm, action mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah at some point he needs to come back in to uh, and to Adjua. to Adjua and have the conversation with his sister or deal with that because there is I vaguely remember that there's a moment that there they think they're about to be like they were getting ready to be defeated type thing and he sends off a letter or something like that to her i feel like maybe i'm <laughs> stay tuned for part two <laughs> no it, it was a prior thing but i can't remember where he was like i'm afraid that i'm never going to get to, get to tell her how sorry i am and so i'm sending this oh i think right?
0: we've already seen that i think that yeah, might that, have yeah. been in at toward the end of book two yeah it's it's back a yeah. little ways that it happens okay
2: but it's He's showing the right steps of regret and repentance and whatever you want to call it along those lines, but there needs to be an accounting that is there that is held from his sister. Right. And what does that look like? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's, that's what I would say in, in, those, I would like to see with that.
0: I, I, yes, yes. What I said plus what you said equals yes. Okay. All right. So.
1: The one I was going to say, by the way, um, going the opposite direction, is the one I've, I've started to care less and less about as the books have gone on as honest, bias. I just, the, 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 I wanted to enjoy that character when we started book one, but as the books have progressed, I have cared less and less for whatever, whatever uh, political lever pulling he's, yeah, he's, I, I just don't care about him. I don't care about his gamesmanship. I don't care
2: what he's driving toward. I just, I want to see him get eaten you know. So that's, that's actually my, I was, my question on this was, is it that you don't care about him or is it that you are coming to a dislike of him? I'm coming to, well, I'm coming to a general
1: dislike of him and it probably is driven more by the fact that I don't understand the why of any of his actions. Mm -hmm. They all seem personally driven. They all seem, they all seem like games, political gamesmanship.
2: And I, I find that more and more distasteful as I go on. I can understand, like, especially reading through a story like this, where a character, the more that their actions become distasteful, the more you start to be like, I don't know that I like you anymore. Yeah. That you start to get to a point like, I don't want to spend time caring or or, or focusing on your story at all. But I think that bias is a character that you can never not care about because he is touching every aspect of this story. Yes.
1: Yes, he is. But that doesn't mean I don't like him. Yeah. That's
2: fine. <laughs> not saying you have to like him.
0: I actually, uh, I am gonna go and say that, like so many of the storylines for me in book three, it's like, well, too little, too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Giselle gets put on the throne, that is a big moment for the reader to go, oh, wow, Baez was pulling so many strings for so long that, oh, now this whole thing has come to fruition. But for me, it's like, yeah, it's too little too late. I'm being asked to care about what Baez has planned long-term, and, and I don't. I, mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing for me to say because it's really easy to get me to care about stuff in books. <laughs> this, <laughs> this book just, or these <laughs> books, just failed at it. it. It failed to get me to care. And Baez is a primo example of that, mm-hmm. where I i love political machinations who has two thumbs and loves well of ascension this guy <laughs> like i am I, I i love that kind of thing but now in this case with bias it's like uh you took me on a whole journey into the west to the end of the world for nothing uh for a whole book i'm speaking about bias specifically yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now like oh okay so you're going to install a puppet on the throne so that you can kind of rule by proxy C- congratulations I don't care yeah because if this has as much to do with my enjoyment as the seed quest did don't care <laughs> so yeah I don't know yep Baez don't With you. care with you uh so okay all right there is one more question Uh you know uh it was uh, it was actually Chesky's and we are you know we're we've hit the 45 minute mark so we can start thinking about uh, about uh, getting to our final thoughts in a few minutes here but Chesky said just keep hitting us with how you're feeling so far as <clears throat> book 3 pulling the weight of book 1 and 2 Whew, what a question okay before we do me what about you guys how are you feeling <laughs> so far Ryan this is obviously your 18th time through the book in the last year, so you are enjoying these what, you know, what do you think so far? Is it is it pulling the weight of books 1 and 2?
2: Um I'm going to say something mildly controversial, like jalapeno spicy level, like not something too crazy here. I'll be the habanero. Yeah. <laughs> uh I don't think it needs to. Okay? And so I don't feel like it I don't feel like that's, yeah. You know no. what? You know what, Ryan? No, it doesn't carry the weight of books one and two because it doesn't need to.
0: Ah, th- okay. You stole my thunder. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, but yeah, I'll have more to say, yeah, Ken.
1: Me, me too. I was totally going to say that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ken, what do you think? <laughs> Is, I, uh, I, I let me let me uh, lead the witness, Ken. Okay, for a moment, because I'm trying to. F- Find because some
1: clarification, on I'm going to put myself
0: in your shoes. All right. Okay, this is this is Mr. Ken. Let's get to the Punchin Johnson. Um, originated in the
1: Well of Ascension, by the way, or Well of Ascension discussion. That's
0: true. That's yeah. true. Wow. Okay, um, Ken, Mr. Ken. Let's get to the Punchin Johnson. Um, you, which makes it sound like somebody... Well, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this book would appeal more to you and make you feel more positively disposed toward the first two books because it is starting to drop some puzzle pieces in but it's also like there's there's more action um and and like both micro and macro there's more action going on uh by the end of part one than we've like we've we've had some action sets in the first two books yeah. but they you know they're few and far between and, yeah uh especially for a grim dark book Maybe I'm misremembering, but it feels not especially action-y. Um, and mm-hmm. so this feels right up your alley where by the time we get to the end of book three, even by the end of part one, but especially by the time we get to the end of the book, I would assume that you will feel a little more like uh, like recency bias. Like I loved this book. And so I, I loved the, the first two books that got me here.
1: I feel like I've become too transparent, too predictable.
0: Was that right on the money? Tell me that was right on the money. It was close
1: to the money. You were, you were next to the money. Okay. I I have really enjoyed this book and it does move at a pace and there is enough stuff going on that has really kind of uh, grabbed my attention. And by and large, I have enjoyed most of the characters. Uh, I, yeah, I have complaints about all of them. It still doesn't uh, salvage the fact that book two was just such a freaking downer but and it and it doesn't book two book two was a downer and book one was it it was i shouldn't say it was slow it was confusing not not confusing it was uh unfulfilling we should say okay just because it took so long to i mean that first recap of the first book was like we have some people the end (laughs) <laughs> Nothing is happening. We have some know.
0: events in quotation marks. Yes,
1: exactly. It was <laughs> it, it was slow going, and now I feel like so. I guess to answer Chesky's question, looking at all of that, yes, this is resolving books one and two. This is paying off books one and two for me. Mm-hmm. And and part one has been really enjoyable. So okay. so yeah, I I still have you know complaints about some of the characters and some of their negative aspects, and you know, and I hate bias, but. <laughs> <laughs> sure but yeah the, the part one has been enjoyable it's been a good read
0: let me let me uh i'm gonna read a comment that we got after the last episode Uh-oh. from meg And i hope meg is listening because i I love this comment um but i'm not confident that meg is listening and it's, you'll soon find out why okay. uh this is one of my fave series ever says meg and i'm genuinely a bit gutted the guys don't like it <laughs> are we going with meg is british if if they're gutted they, she's got to be british yeah. right okay uh stop stopped 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 halfway through this latest episode because my inner child was getting all defensive (laughs) (laughs) oh which i totally get (laughs) i just i actually i kind of liked that comment i thought it was fun um and then uh but this gets into okay so I'm, i'm reading through some of the comments from the last episode after we aired it uh like jesse l says let's just say craig get Craig couldn't become a Knight's Radiant because he wouldn't get past the first oath. Did you guys see this comment?
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw and that And this,
0: this actually is something that I wanna talk about a little bit. Before we get to <laughs> part two of book three, um, I wanna talk about this idea because this this came up, we've even mentioned, I think I've even mentioned it maybe in an eye rolling manner <laughs> saying like, oh yeah, journey before destination, blah, 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 whatever, but people are really saying this like, hey, come on, you know, journey before destination. And I, and I know that there are some who have voiced roughly this opinion in Discord as well, but I'll go ahead and voice my version of it, which is, yeah, exactly. Journey before destination. I need to enjoy the journey. It can't be all about the destination. If you're going to ask me to read 2,500 pages of <laughs> the first law, it can't just be destination. It has to be about the journey as well. And I have not enjoyed the journey. There have been things about it that I've enjoyed. There have been moments that I've enjoyed. There have been pearls of wisdom from Logan that I've enjoyed. There are things about it that I have enjoyed. But, and I I am being deliberate about saying this in this episode because... You know, who knows, maybe the destination will be so amazing in part two that I will wipe all of this off my slate. But at this point, my journey has not been enjoyable. I don't care to get to the destination. And that's a problem for me with a book. Mm-hmm. So, um, so like I was kind of saying earlier in the episode, I don't want to give people the impression that I just blanket hate these books but i have not found them enjoyable in the way that i've found a lot of our other series enjoyable um there we go uh, yeah okay thoughts and feelings ryan yeah.
2: i think there's a a frustration where uh, th- with who? <laughs> who
0: who's showing frustration
2: <laughs> no here's here's the problem i have with a lot of responses to uh, to some of these these complaints these things is that the response ends up being, you're doing it wrong. You're reading it wrong, whatever. And that always mm-hmm. bugs me because your experience with the book is valid and it's like not enjoying the journey is re- perfectly a, a reasonable response to have to reading this. I, I can't commiserate with that feeling in this book series because I very much enjoy it. Now, did um,
0: did you enjoy it as much the first time around? Because we kind of talked about this. Yeah. You know, like cast your mind back to the first time you were reading it. Did you enjoy the journey as much the first time around?
2: I do remember having struggles through the first time reading it. Um I, So I, I can't honestly say, like, oh yeah, my first time I thought this was the most amazing thing and I was ready to get a nine fingered tattoo on my ass. Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where's that other finger, Ryan? <laughs> that
2: was, that took a we, can only, we can only account for yeah. nine fingers,
0: sir. We don't know where the tenth went. Wow, this is that uh, We're going to turn that... we're gonna have to give this one an explicit rating, aren't we? Um,
2: anyway... <laughs> Two on each side. Yeah. You know,
0: if Meg stopped listening to this episode halfway through, she really missed out. Oh, my no. goodness.
2: No, I... <laughs> I won't... I can't honestly say that my first experience through was an incredible one. Um, I do remember struggling through some of whatever, but my... Whatever it happened or whatever finally clicked for me, whether it be the, this third book, the end of the third book, or seeing the just seeing the whole story... In its entirety, something changed to the point where, when it came time to talk about let's do this again, I was excited about it. I was excited <laughs> to come back into this world and to do this. I jumped in and read the three, the trilogy that's after this, mm-hmm. and uh, the standalones, the standalones, and I enjoyed those. They're hard read; they're hard to read um,
0: in the same way, or in the like, same
2: in okay. the same way. Uh, it. it Abercrombie stays true to his style and tone and everything through it um, they were they were hard they're hard to get through in that sense but I still found myself very much attached and enjoying this this world and this story um, so they like said maybe maybe we get to the end of the third book and like you kind of look at the whole picture and you're like okay I I I enjoyed I enjoy how this is all put together Or maybe it just finishes up and it is too little, too late. Um, Because yeah, that's that's a great ending. I wish it would have been given to me in better pieces along the along the path. Um, I knew, and I might have said something at the end of the first book that we did whatever. I knew that the journey for the seed was going to set a be a flag planting of this (laughs) for this series on how people respond Sep- to
0: separating it. the readers into you are my audience, you are not my audience.
2: Because coming back coming back from that, like there was no point to that to that story, to that portion is what it feels like. It's like, okay, the, yeah. they went out yeah. for nothing. I I do not agree with that. Right. That personally, I there's a lot of uh, things but it's because I like I said, well, that's, back,
0: that's where the journey before destination idea can come in. Mm -hmm. where you can you can legitimately say it's okay that there wasn't a seed at the end because the journey was more important than the destination in this case and that the the character growth that happened is more important in book two than the fact Mm -hmm. that there wasn't a seat that's i like i am (laughs) i'm i'm not quite in ken's camp as far as like hating that book two journey because there wasn't a seat at the end right so uh I don't.
1: I don't necessarily hate that. That uh, there wasn't a seat at the end. It feels like there was no payoff. But I feel like how quickly it was. How quickly it was uh, cast aside in the beginning of book three kind of pissed me off a little bit. I mean, it literally. Uh, the reason I, I likened it to the rise of Skywalker to the last Jedi is because it literally was like, oh, might as well go home now. Turn the page. We're home that you what was the whole point of taking an entire book and going then to give giselle some perspective so you can put him on the throne that's it that's all i get it just seriously pissed me off
0: ken you're gonna love this can i tell you something uh-huh. you're making these references to the last jedi and yeah. uh rise of skywalker yeah i i love star i love star wars i like i've said before i yeah. breastfed on star wars this is my, you know, my life since I was
2: a kid. Yeah. His mother is one of those I, I used to love only, the last Jedi that you know, I that's
0: watch. right. She was a blue milk alien. <laughs> uh, no, I I barely remember The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> so I, I only kind of know what you're talking about. Well, I I, I I only saw reference it once and I vowed never it, to see it again. I only reference
1: in reference it in the sense that I saw it once and the main takeaway for me was basically episode 8 meant nothing and this well, is the and, real sequel to episode seven
0: right episode, that was all i took from episode it, eight tried to, to erase episode seven yeah and that basically is that basically
1: is the translation to this book is book the the the, the journey to the seed didn't actually happen we're back now and we're gonna do
2: what we should have done in the first place i
0: yeah. can
2: i can see that frustration but i would i will challenge it a little bit okay
0: Challenge it fast because we're wrapping up. If you... <laughs> no, I'm done with this.
2: <laughs> if you go on a journey, if you go and do something, you go out, you put a lot of effort and time into something and then it fails and there is nothing there and it's all falling apart, how much time do you want to stay inside of that after that? Yeah. Like, no, I wait. don't care about their journey. I don't care about their walk back of so like, wait, wait, Bias mumbling it? to himself, oh, this, it wasn't there. <laughs> Like the oh, fact that oh, they just the move on. Like, yeah, this didn't work. We're going to move on. Yeah. but because I, I don't need that. I'm payoff. with you on that one. It's yes, okay. That they I, am, jump
1: I am with that. And in my personal, my personal experiences, if I have done something that has failed, it pisses me off just as much. And I want to get done with being mm-hmm. part of that as fast as possible. But they didn't even try to like make up for, okay, well, where can the seed be? Let's go there and see if it's, you know, it was just a, oh, well, let's go home. That's it. I, I don't know. I just left a sour taste in my mouth, and I got over it pretty quick because the rest of the book clearly, you know, yeah.
0: The rest, the the well, yeah. Okay, it, it all came back to the surface and now. On that but. on that note, thank you everybody for listening. We're all gonna get over this by the next episode. Uh, I am episode, so excited. The next Abercrombie episode. <laughs> Ryan's so excited, excited for it. This. Uh, I I'm excited too. I I yeah I guess. I'm anticipating being blown away by part two. <laughs> I really am, like I, I have high expectations because of how much everybody loves this. And you yeah. especially, Ryan, like mm-hmm. I, I trust your opinion a lot when it comes to these books. And so I, I do have an expectation that I'm gonna really enjoy part two of book three. I, so it's partly for that reason that I'm planting such big ass flags <laughs> <laughs> in the landscape here. Just trying to make sure that my position now as I'm reading is staked out. Mm-hmm. And then if I change my mind, I'm perfectly happy to change my mind. I, I hope this book makes me love it the way that people want me to love it. I really do. Um, I guess I guess we'll see. So.
2: it will be quite the switch. It'll be quite the change if it can pull that off. Huh? And,
0: that's, and that's okay. Like if I need to eat crow by the end of this book, like I, I will eat crow. Um, although, you know, I, I do think that at this point I will maintain that it is misery for somebody like me to read these books up to this point. I, I, oh, no, sorry. That was too strong. (laughs) It's not misery. I, if it were misery, I wouldn't have gotten to this point. There are, like I've said before, there are definitely things about it that I do enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's just, um, it's, it's not a world or a story that I care to dwell upon. Yeah. Um, this, it's actually um, uh, getting back to a Tolkien quote that I bring up every so often. And, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have the quote pulled up, but he's talking about escapism and how fantasy was derided even in his day as a mere escapism. And he goes, you know, if, you, if you're going to live in this awful fallen world, why wouldn't you want to escape it? If you're a if you're trapped in a cell and you're a prisoner, why wouldn't you want to escape the walls of your prison? Uh, you know, and mm. with a book like this, part of the reason that I am so uh, having such a tough time with it up to this point is that I feel like not only is it too real, it's actually worse than real. It's, it's a more n-
2: taxing book. It's yeah, a taxing story.
0: It's not. It's not escapist in, Oh, Hey, look at this wish fulfillment. It's the opposite. I will take wish fulfillment over this. You know, it's part of the reason like why uh, the name of the wind is so fun to read is it's obviously wish fulfillment for Patrick Rothfuss, but it's wish fulfillment for you as the reader as well. Um, And that's, (laughs) it can be annoying in its own way, but in this case, it's very much the opposite. What if there was no such thing as good and there was only such thing as evil? What if everybody made the wrong choice all the time in every situation? You know, and so on and so forth. Uh, what if violence was the only reality that ever occurred for anyone ever? So a- anyway, it- it's it's like it's escapism, but you're escaping to hell. It's the opposite. It's <laughs> escapism would I want to in to the opposite direction? direction. I don't want to escape to hell. Sure, your life is bad, but it could be worse. So, anyway, I I know that I I feel like I've said some contradictory things. I know I've said some contradictory things. There are things about these books that I really enjoy, and I can respect the hell out of Abercrombie for pulling some things off. But if part two of book three doesn't pull it out for me, and damn it with all the innuendos on this episode, (laughs) uh, then then I I will be really disappointed. Mm -hmm. So all right guys shall we call it yeah all right so thanks everybody for listening this has been episode something or other of the (laughs) legendarium please go to thelegendarium.com for all the reasons i mentioned before discord patreon and the calendar there is the calendar i've been doing a lot of author interviews and author shelf episodes and whatnot uh, and those can be unpredictable and you don't know what's coming up and if you want to read along with the show then you don't know what's what's going on well it's there the calendar is there so check it out and if you have any questions on that go to discord and let me know tag me or little red book and we can tell you all about it so anyway thanks for listening to this we've got one more Abercrombie episode to go maybe more who knows <laughs> but at least one more so hope you stick around for that thanks everybody for listening and I will see you all next time Oh. As if, as if I needed a clap after uh, a fart like that. I can use the oh, gee, my knee. That's you trapped us. That's that a, is you trapped uh, us in here. Hotboxing. That's, that's a nostril burner. <laughs>